Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Ein Woman. After more than 250 episodes, we have still only special guests. We go to Holly today. Holly and I are colleagues from the Columbia Coaching Program in New York City, and we only have met each other virtually. Again, a virtual communication conversation today. But welcome, Holly, and I'm very happy to have you today. Introduce yourself. Who is Holly who's going to join us today? Hi, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy um, talking with you and having these kinds of conversations because um, I, I discover more about the other person and myself kind of throughout the way. Thank you for having me and, and congrats on the over 250 episodes. That's that's huge. And I mean, that talk about consistency. My name's Holly Wright. I'm a executive and leadership coach. My focus mostly, I started with executive integrations, helping executives move into new roles or into new organizations and accelerate that process so they can add more value to their organization a little bit faster. And through my coaching work, I have become more interested in values-based coaching, values-based leadership, um, and mindfulness, and kind of starting with self-awareness kind of aspect of it. Having executives and leaders really understand what their strengths are and how to leverage those with their team, with their organization, that center point, and then moving outward from there. And how did it all start? I mean, as a coach, I know you went through the program. I was in cohort one. We learned a lot. You followed our footsteps. Where did you start? What is your background? I was cohort 18 in a 3CP. And my background originally was in art. I was a studio art, art education major. It's always kind of part of it. And you leave college and you're not necessarily able to get the work in the field that you're looking for. You kind of do what you can to take those baby steps forward. And I ended up in the restaurant and hospitality industry, just kind of managing restaurants across the states from your local tavern all the way up to very white glove service, serving celebrities like John Starks, Martha Stewart, and Jack LaLanne even came in once. It was nice because I enjoyed the freedom of that. And it was through that led to that next phase of my career because a connection in the restaurant industry led me to Columbia Business School, where I started my career path in leadership development. And I started off managing programs and working very closely with participants and the faculty. And I became very involved in the content and the whole process and helping people really enjoy the experience and leave with more than just the content that was delivered and how to implement that afterwards. I became really interested in supporting participants 
through that journey as much as I could in a very uh, informal way. And then through that interest, I started facilitating small group projects in these programs, working with participants on their strategy projects. And I realized I was lacking a skill. And I didn't, I, I was doing well, I was getting good feedback, but I knew that I could provide more value to them. And I wanted to learn how to ask better questions. And that led me to the Columbia Coaching Certification Program, because coaching is all about asking the right questions and very powerful questions. And I said, this is a great opportunity. This is really going to help me fulfill my passions. And so in what was it, the November 2016 is when I entered the internal coaching intensive and then went through that whole process, the practicum over the winter and the advanced coach intensive the following spring. And I just, I fell in love with such a transforming experience for me, like all the faculty, Professor Malpia and Professor Saporin, everyone, like everyone there had such a, a positive impact on me and wanted, and it just made me want to be a better person and be there to support people more powerfully. That kind of led me to the path of leaving Columbia and really pursuing coaching as my passion, because that's where I wanted to focus all of my energy toward. And so in 2018, I just started focusing all my attention toward coaching and started working as a consultant and a contract work with other leadership development organizations online. And it's kind of what I do now, like full-time working with leaders across the globe and just having really great conversations with people. Seems like we have something in common. I come from the airline industry. You come from the restaurant industry, right? Mm -hmm. When I look back in my career, I remember once I was then working in human resources and my boss says, you're too nice to the people. And I think when you come from a service industry, sales, marketing, or restaurant business, it's all about customer service. And working in human resources to me was about customer service, service. but I guess I took too much time with the employees. But now (laughs) with the coaching, isn't it about digging deeper and helping the leaders to step up to the next level rather than to be just on the surface especially when you talk about mindfulness and value-based leadership. These days with the COVID pandemic, it's not so easy to lead a team through those difficult times. And I always say leadership is very sexy when everything works, when you can travel (laughs) to Paris, London, Dubai, whatever, or you have offsite meetings in a five-star resort. But now, now is the time to step up. What have you seen change in a way from... 2016 to now. Gosh, starting at the beginning of the pandemic, like early 2020, it was funny. There was a a lot more demand for coaching because I think a lot of organizations realized that we were in a really tight spot and people couldn't go through this alone. Thankfully, a lot of organizations saw the value in coaching and how having just a sounding board could really help these leaders just sort of figure out everything that's going on. And those were some intense conversations, man. I left some like in tears almost because people like they're, they, for the first time in, in my coaching, people were really bringing emotions into the conversation, which typically like when you coach leaders, a lot of it's transactional. It's like, I want this team member to improve their performance, or I want to implement this strategy project, or it's very tactical in that sense. And and then everything changed. It's like, I want to be there for my team. I want to help them. I want to support them. The tone of the, of the topics really shifted 
in 2020. And I think that's that's transformed a lot of people because they realize that you can't really separate the task from the person. And it's really now about whole person leadership. And I think a lot of people had found through the hard way, it was like they didn't have a choice because there was no more separating home and work because we are all working from home. And we we're all stuck at home with our families or roommates or whatever it was. And it just really brought a whole new element into it. I think a lot of leaders have struggled with the transition because it, it's a whole new element, but it's a whole new layer that they had to bring in. The work, a lot of the work that I've done is just, just a lot of acknowledging and sitting in that moment with people and saying, it's okay, <laughs> you know, like we'll get through this and just letting people understand what's actually happening because people were in such survival mode and just trying to get through the day that they, I don't think a lot of people, including myself, we weren't really understanding what was happening inside of us and what we were feeling and, and what we needed or wanted in that moment. But it, it kind of just started from there. And now I think a lot of the leaders that I'm working with are realizing that the work they're doing is more people focused than it is task focused. But there's a balance of kind of shifts, but it's like self-leadership, people leadership, task leadership. But I think before the people leadership part of that Venn diagram was smaller in their minds and now it's expanded a bit. We talk about that leaders need to be vulnerable, show emotions, be more mindful. You need to bring your whole self into the coaching session and be vulnerable and open up. And sometimes people ask me, are you a life coach or executive coach? And I'm like, well, I think executives, they also bring in their lives. And especially executives, they don't have a, a friend anymore in the C-suite. How many colleagues do you have? Everybody's like, CFO, CEO, or whatever C-suite, it's lonely at the top. I saw once a t-shirt at Columbia at the store, and it says it's lonely at the top. And I wish I had bought that at that time. <laughs> I mean, we we have to be there. And I think what I see with leaders is you have to tell them, like, we don't have all the answers, be comfortable being uncomfortable, and just say, like, we're all in this together. I think these are the words that I've learned. And yeah show the emotions. Everybody has a life. Everybody has a family or everybody now needs to learn how to, how to work from home. And then you work more or what else do you see like when working from home? I mean, a lot of, because I've been working from home since 2015 with, when I had my daughter in 2015. So working from home and having a newborn and just over the last, um, six years in that I've learned a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> I should say. And then I felt like I was in a really good position to help people with that mm -hmm. transition because I'd been through it. And for a lot of the time, it was just me and my daughter. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out while I'm doing all these virtual meetings. I felt their pain and I felt like I had a little bit more insight to just kind of help provide them. But it, it's not, you can't separate anything anymore. It's all, it's, you, it's integrated. How do you really create structures around yourself to support what's most important to you? And that kind of ties back to values, you know, because values is our, our judgment of, of what is important in life. What's most important to us? What do we want to make sure happens or doesn't happen? A lot of the time, especially like when the first six or so months of the pandemic, we were just going through the motions. We were just trying to get through it. And people weren't really stopping and reflecting and just kind of thinking things through, like what's really important? What do I want to make sure happens? What is most important to me? And what do I have to honor? What are the values, right? And especially also, we always talk about lesson learned. 
well, there's no book. We can go. COVID, nobody has an answer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No. And that's where, as you said, the vulnerability comes in too. I, I've worked with a lot of leaders who are transitioning from an independent contributor into that leadership position. And their belief was that they had to have all the answers. They had to know everything. And a lot of them were managing people that they didn't have any expertise in or managing areas where they didn't have expertise. And they were struggling with that a lot. Well, I have to have all the answers. I'm the leader. I'm in this position. And I simply ask, do you really have to have you been ever been in a position where you have to have all the answers? Or is it more of a matter of knowing where to find the answers or who to call to or like the people or the things or the resources? And I think that question always helps begin that that shift from trying to prove yourself and say, I have to know and I have to like all these things and you have to check off all these boxes rather than using the community around you or your team around you to really help lift everyone up. And you mentioned ask questions. I think people forget to ask questions. And I interviewed once a vice president in a pharmaceutical company. And he says, if people are asking questions, that shouldn't be looked at as a weakness. It's actually a strength that you dare to ask the question and say, hey, can I run an idea by you? Or can I use you as my accountability partner, as my sounding board? I think people forget we're all people. And We don't have all the answers. As a coach, do we have all the answers? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. No, 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 no. (laughs) Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you. Always nice to talk to a fellow coach. We can always learn from each other. Everybody has a different style. It's not one size fits all. Everybody is a little different. Every coach has to be also a little different. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday, every Wednesday. Don't miss out. There's something for everybody. And download or buy the book. Take it from the Iron Woman. Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. <laughs>